Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Who needs no introduction at all is the one and only Velas, the Dark Raven of the Deep State. He's here. He's going to be breaking down all the global events and the fast-moving news. I mean, my God, things are moving at a lightning pace. So Velas is here to break us down. You can catch Velas over at rugnews.com as well as the Discord. If you need to get on the Discord, you need to email the illustrious producer himself, CJ, over at CJ at roguenews.com, CJ at roguenews.com, and uh, he will let you in. And with that being said, Velas, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. We've got sun here in the Midwest. And for all of you folks uh, critiquing my use of the um, microphone, I've turned up the gain a little bit more. We're getting there, folks. We're getting there. But uh, yeah. I got a little bit of a cold this morning, folks, so, so pardon some of my pauses. Um but definitely wanted to do uh, today's show. Um, Gus mentioned on Wednesday, uh, the only reason why China appears to be going along with the West, and especially the United States, is because they hold U.S. bonds. Uh, the minute they dump those, we'll see the truth. I thought not only was Gus's comment funny, but it kind of struck home to me because I remember being in Washington back in 2008 when the United States was flooding the market with bonds to pay for all those government investments uh, and projects and so on that were being uh, funded through through the bond market. Yeah, and I remember a lot of people at the time saying, if anything ever happened to China's purchases on those bonds, we'd we'd have some some serious problems. And of course, the thing is, is those bonds have already reached, or in some cases, are reaching maturity. So we we may get to find out very soon uh, what happens with Gus's uh, Gus's uh, comment. Um, Gus also brought up the same thing I did last week, which is about the U.S. trucker convoy. Just, just be careful with that, folks. Um, if anything goes south or violent with that, you've been warned. Uh, I mentioned on Tuesday's show about the ESG scores uh, being used to punish or rein in businesses and make sure they adhere to uh, the Great Reset kind of designs and goals. Uh, posted an article this morning from Red State where there was quite a bit of a, a review of how that's actually happening. So once again, we got the, the news to you a little early. My thanks to Gatormon66 for his meme that he posted yesterday, which had, we have all the names of the people who contributed to m- money to the truckers convoy, but we still have no idea who Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeff Epstein's clients were. <laughs> so Bye. now f- for an amended uh, memory hole, uh, not my normal full memory hole, but a, a piece of a memory hole. Uh, we still have no idea what's going on with Julian Assange, uh, because uh, especially given events in Eastern Europe at the moment. Uh, and then, of course, we have the New York nursing homes as well as the Northeast in general, with flat-out criminal behavior, putting sick people into confined spaces, but we've got nothing there. Also, just a reminder, we covered on a prior show that there were some programs out there by folks involved with the National Health Service of the United Kingdom talking about how some of those types of policies towards the elderly had already been in place in Western Scotland and Australia, because that's where they tend to test those things out. 
Uh, I still am wondering about what happened to all the stolen evidence in the police storage site in Florida where they had all the Epstein uh, evidence, because the last I checked, I don't know anybody's looking into that. There continue to be some interesting rumors about the Denver airport, that in fact it's a continuity of government site. And uh, my salute to the construction guys that were out there in the fall of 2020, I was actually flying through the Denver airport and they had all of these pardon our dust signs but literally had like lizards and aliens on there. One of them was a lizard with, uh, we're just building an Illuminati headquarters and similar. <laughs> um, so remember folks, you know, kind of like our, our classified research into building uh, stealth fighters and bombers and similar types of aircraft. Sometimes really highly classified stuff's done right in front of your face and you just kind of go along with your day and don't seem to notice. Um and then, of course, we have no answers on the national thermobaric explosion, thermobaric being popular news again because of what's going on in Ukraine or the French hosting firm that had the fire in March of 2020. Um, Frank's show over, quite frankly, yesterday, he interviewed Sean Brooks, who's one of the leaders in helping parents deal with school, board, school boards. He walked through all the steps to uh, relative to your rights and how you deal with the school system, filing complaints. Uh, long before you get to the liability bonds by requesting information and similar through appeals processes and similar. I posted the website uh, for Sean, as well as the link to Frank's show on Discord yesterday. Uh, it was a very positive and effective interview. And he's uh, he's an interesting guy. He's got a PhD. He's out of Cincinnati. And was saying, basically, um, folks need to really get dialed in on this process because we're, you're going to need it again. If not necessarily for school boards, you're going to need it for local government or similar. So get get dialed in on how you do this. Uh, Melinda Gates is in the public eye again, discussing her divorce with Bill. Um, now, let's play a game. Why would you provide media interviews about your divorce? Isn't that something that's rather private? Are you trying to protect your reputation because someone is oh, speaking yeah. that ill about you? Because last I checked, you know, unlike some Hollywood people, Bill is not out there attacking Melinda or anything else. So why is she giving interviews? Is she concerned about people who are going to judge her? Well, not to sound like Bill Burr, the comedian, but I'm pretty sure she's going to have hundreds of millions of dollars after this, if not billions. So I'm pretty sure her reputation is the least of her concerns. And if people still hung out with Jeff, St- Jeff Epstein after his settlement mm. for moving children across the state lines from sex, I'm pretty sure she'll be fine. So why is she giving interviews? Would it be because of all the content that continues to leak out about what Bill is involved in? And I'm going to cover a bit more of that later on. By the way, the program I did on on January 28th, uh, to the best of my knowledge, it's only available on Rumble, but that was the one where I covered the whole uh, Epstein, uh, Gates, and related bio stuff. So I've got two images for you. The first is a Department of Defense map where all of the U.S. bioweapons labs are located, which is a lot. So CJ or V, if you could pull that up. Sure. Give me one second. Okay. Um, It is coming right up. So this is a map of all U.S. Department of Defense bioweapons sites around the world. And if you look kind of center left, you'll notice a little icon sitting there kind of in the general neighborhood of Turkey and so on. That's the Ukraine site. 
you notice the rest of them are in Central Africa, which I find kind of funny because that's usually where a lot of viral outbreaks, especially in the Congo, tend to take place, begging the question, why the heck are those labs there? So then the second graphic, if you'll pull that one up, is just of Ukraine itself. Okay. And the good thing about this graphic is, is it shows both where those labs are located and then where Russian forces have been bombing. Hmm, interesting. You'll, yeah, you'll notice some similarity there. So, again, just by extrapolation, if you the first map that we showed, and this stuff is on the Velas page, um, each of those icons in each of those countries does not mean it's just one lab. So the little icon that was sitting over Ukraine in the first map there you go. You look at, when you, yeah, when you look at this one, this is where all the multiple labs are across Ukraine. It's exactly where the Russian uh, cauldron is. Yes. Wow. What are the odds? Yeah. What are the odds, right? What are the odds? So keep an eye on bills pending in the Canadian government, uh, one of which, I'm not kidding, literally introduces the idea of pre-crime, which is straight out of Tom Cruise's movie Minority Report. This is Canadian Bill C is in Charlie 36. And there's another Bill C is in Charlie 10 and C11, which, with, whose goal is to ban alternative media. That'd be us. And then lastly, Bill S is in Sierra 233 is a guaranteed basic income bill and social credit score. So if these pass in Canada, it begs the question what are the odds that other Commonwealth countries? will move in the same direction. And Speaking of Canada, real quick, we have a, yeah. a, a well-placed globalist in charge of their financial sector, and that's uh, Christina Friedland. And here she is saying that uh, she was at uh, Maria Abramovich's uh, uh, spring camp retreat for witchcraft, boiling blood, and she was caught on video in a, you know, in a, in a cauldron of herself, in a cauldron uh, having uh, to stir blood while it's being heated. How wonderful. I do that every weekend. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's also one of, uh, is she not? I don't want to disparage someone who's already disparaged, but is she not one of uh, Klaus's minions? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's one of the... Program? Uh-huh. So I posted an article on Tuesday in the Vela section about the correlation of inoculated pers- persons and positive HIV tests. That's worth checking out. I'm just going to leave that where it is. And speaking of medical tests, even for me, I had to do a double take and go to various state websites just to make sure it wasn't uh, misinformation. A number of doctors, especially in states like Florida and California, are now mandating an electrocardiogram or ECG before your kids can receive their physical exams, which enables them to participate in sports. Oh, I mean, what's there? What's the big deal of that, Velas? I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, that's totally normal. Kids get heart attacks all the time. Right. I, I remember middle school students and high school students when I was in middle school and high school or junior high, if you will, uh, dropping over from heart attacks at fourteen to eighteen years of age. It's just normal. Um, it's it's a legal liability, folks. It's kind of like what we saw with the insurance companies. Yeah. Um, if a doctor approves a, a, a young person for a sport and that kid has a heart problem later. 
that liability in most cases will be on the doctor. Now, I mentioned to all of you on a prior show, one of the lawyers I had working with me on one of my legal matters was a guy who's, who he specializes in protecting people with, with licenses of any kind. Could be a licensed doctor, could be a licensed financial planner, whatever it might be. Because having any kind of a license, anything that says you can't uh, practice your line of work unless you're approved by various state or federal agencies to do so, is a liability to you and something people can attack to try and blackmail you to get money. So this is this is what that attorney did was he made sure if somebody was trying to take out your your professional license, he he had expertise in that area. So doctors and and no doubt uh, medical professional organizations in a number of states are quite concerned about them picking up the tab for that. So how do you avoid that? Well, you you have these young kids have ECGs. Now let's be candid. I've had ECGs done, but that's because, you know, I'm 50 plus and I work in high stress jobs. And periodically my doctor does that just to make sure I'm not going to drop dead in the middle of a meeting, which would be bad for business. But for 14 to 18 year old kids, I mean, come on, you know, why, why are they having heart problems? There's absolutely no reason for that. Um, and again, it's not the NEA, the National Education Association or the teachers unions or, or even the school systems. It's the doctors themselves that are, are making this a requirement. I've even seen signs in doctor's offices and stuff saying, if you're here to have the form filled out from your school, um, you need, you know, you're going to need to have an ECG performed as part of that. So here's one of the items I said I was going to cover on today's show. Both I mentioned this last Tuesday, as well as on my kind of prep for what we were going to cover today on a prior show. Uh, I walked us through how Les Wexner, 1964, set up the limited companies in Columbus, Ohio. These are the folks that are Victoria's Secret and a number of other brands related to the limited companies. And Les and his circle of friends, which includes Jeff Epstein and the Bromfmans, which would also include Claire Bromfman, who's currently serving time in prison for the Nexium cult, and a cast of many others with deep ties to the Mega Group, which is essentially Israeli intelligence. And I've also covered previously that Lex has been, uh, or Les has been uh, laying low uh, ever since the whole Epstein thing went down. Number one, at his age, I don't blame him. And the real focus anyway should be on his wife and her and their foundations work with uh, the Ohio State University and her board memberships at OSU. And the list goes on because there's some pretty strenuous accusations there that we've got some laundering going on. So I'm not saying there's a Wexner connection per se with the following, but it does beg a head scratcher as to what the hell's going on in the Midwest because of the following. Intel has announced it's going to invest $20 billion in the state of Ohio, resulting in 3,000 high-end manufacturing jobs for the much-needed global semiconductors of which we are short, mm-hmm. plus 7,000 construction jobs, for the two planned facilities outside Columbus, Ohio, that Intel's going to build. And it's quite a bit of a talk of a town in, in both the Midwest as well as in the state of Ohio, because this is being described as probably more critical to the state than when in the early 1980s, Honda set up shop in Ohio. Yeah. Intel has promised another $100 million for partnerships with local universities to build a feed of talent that Intel can leverage over time while they maintain these operations. Now, why does this matter? 
Well, it matters because in 2017, Intel's CEO said, and I quote, we think of ourselves as an Israeli company first as much as a U.S. company. And in December of 2021, Intel appointed 10 Israeli nationals to take over all senior global vice president roles. Now, Intel has around 90% of the chips in most of the computer data centers around the world. And now they're ramping up microprocessors. Now, this is where I've got to remind us all about some of the comments I've made before or even other shows where I talked about backdoors and various systems. And I made a comment once that a number of U.S. defense contractors have tried for years to stay away from any kind of Lenovo equipment, especially laptops, being used by their personnel or in their buildings. Now, there are many people, I've read articles in the IT, you know, trade magazines and so on that have said there's no truth to the rumor, but there's truth to the rumor. The back doors are in the motherboards in Lenovo's laptops. So it doesn't matter how much software you got running on there to scrub out viruses or protect you from being hacked or whatever it might be. If Chinese intelligence wants to get into your laptop, they're going to get into your laptop if you have a Lenovo device. So what happens when now you have backdoors and large and small processors used worldwide? And what happens when that firm is essentially an arm of Israel, which means it's the Mossad? And now we're shifting from what appears to be overt blackmail to simply having access to everything. The location is also important because in the case of Ohio, Cleveland is the home of the Glenn Center for Space Research at NASA. And Cincinnati is the home of military equipment manufacturing, but for both GE aircraft engines, which is now all that's left of GE, and MRAP military vehicles, that's mine-resistant anti-personnel. Those are the, the new, the new uh, you know, Jeep, essentially, type vehicles that we've got rolling around out there with the sloped underside holes and so on. And then, of course, the city of Dayton is the home to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which itself is the home to much of the Air Force's technical development. So it certainly seems like Israel is going to sustain a major base of operations in the Midwest, just like they've been doing since 1964. One other side note on this topic is, is that of the other major firms out there who manufacture computer chips is a firm called AMD. And, of course, who has massive authority over the boards of directors of AMD? BlackRock and Vanguard. Nothing to see here, folks. Hmm. Now, CJ and V, question. Do you perhaps know who made the following statement? Quote, the problems of the leftists are indicative of the problems of our society as a whole. Low self-esteem, depressive tendencies, and defeatism are not restricted to the left, though they're especially noticeable on the left as they are widespread in society, unquote. Ronald Reagan. Nope. Nope, that would be Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Get the hell out of here. Now, <laughs> here's a mind scrambler, folks, because some people have been digging into Ted's work. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer some caveats here. Um, Ted's response to modern society was a form of directed terrorism that was neither moral nor effective, and I want to be very clear about that. Now, I read Ted's manifesto back when I was in undergraduate college, and I covered it again when I was in graduate school. And speaking purely from an academic perspective, it was a remarkable piece of work. It was incredibly well written. It wasn't uh, overwhelming with, with, you know, academic lingo. It was very to the point, very well written. His logic was, was incredible. He had, has a heck of a mind. He really does. So my take on Kaczynski is, is if folks are going to keep quoting Marx, then I'm going to quote from Kaczynski. 
because it's hmm. purely an academic exercise of because you know Karl Marx had a horrific personal life, treated his wife and kids like crap. Yeah. So is there anything redeeming about Marx? Well, he still was a good researcher, and his his methodology at the London uh, School and the London Library for research that that Karl Marx used was was excellent, even if he was a complete piece of crap as a person. So in the case of Kaczynski, his analysis can be correct, even if the way in which he expresses that analysis is reprehensible. So a couple of comments from Kaczynski about the establishment and why leftism is so common there. The ease of domesticating this segment of the population due to its tendencies for over-socialization and self-defeatism in opposition to the Second Amendment, which threatens the viability of the state. It's present, it's preference for collectivism versus individualism, and it's preference for internationalism versus nationalism. In the case of over-socialization, what Kaczynski was talking about, that it was about what is acceptable moral behavior beginning in early childhood, are squeezed tighter and tighter across time through a variety of means, but most effectively through what he considered shame. Now, to quote from Kaczynski, quote, one of the most important means by which our society socializes children is by making them feel ashamed of behavior or speech that is contrary to society's expectations. If this is overdone, or if a particular child is especially susceptible to those feelings, the result is feeling ashamed of themselves. The psychological toll that over-socialization takes on the individual, and I quote again, the moral code of our society is so demanding that no one can think or feel or act in a completely moral way. Thus, the over-socialized person is kept on a psychological leash and spends their life running on rails that society has laid down for them. In many over-socialized people, this results in a sense of constraint and powerlessness that can be a severe hardship among the more serious cruelties that human beings inflict on one another. In the face of an industrialized, automated society that Kaczynski believed, and with good reason, was headed towards calamity, he himself likely felt the sense of powerlessness and hopelessness that he wrote about, which is why so much of his manifesto was written in the third person. Now, shifting to Bill Gates, because I talk about Bill often, he's earmarked considerable amounts of money to news and media organizations, including, this is rather clever, news organizations, ethics organizations, to control what is said about him and especially health matters globally. Which also begs the question, because I've been in the information technology space, among other areas, for more than almost 30 years now, why in the name of God does a guy who founded Microsoft, one of the world's largest firms selling consumer and business software tools for documents, email, spreadsheets, and a host of other types of tools, go deep dive into global health after his retirement? Why would he, if, if global health mattered to him so much, then why wasn't he earmarking Microsoft's efforts or his own efforts while he was at Microsoft toward that area, which he didn't? And there's no sector out there that's more woefully trying to catch up with IT than in the medical space. I've seen it myself. I just wrapped up some time with HHS. I can tell you for a direct fact that's the problem. And this includes research labs, hospitals, various medical provider groups, and the list goes on. If Bill Gates had wanted to have an impact on truly improving medical care, why would he have not improved the very IT tools used by medical professionals? It seems like that would have been a good idea. 
further at the height of his work with Microsoft in the 80s and the 90s, the medical field was even in more worse shape than it is today. Yet, at least based on what's in the public domain, Microsoft was, was barely even involved. And of course, a possible contributing factor is his dad, who has strong transhumanist interests. And of course, we have to remember transhumanism is eugenics. Now, this kind of dovetails us into seed news. Remember my comments from a show or two ago about acquiring seeds if you can go things where you live. In Brazil, Monsanto is now charging farmers 2% of their crop yields if they find any of their patented seeds in products brought to storage facilities. Monsanto is also charging a 1% surcharge if you want to save any of your own seeds as a farmer. Now, this kind of thing was discussed heavily in the 2003 documentary, The Corporation, by a very well-known Indian activist named Vandana Shiva. I've seen her in a number of different settings about this topic of, of seeds and public health. Now, she said in that documentary that denying people the right to their own seeds is one of the more heinous things by major corporations. So what does this have to do with Bill Gates? Now, V or CG, if you'd pull up that graphic. Yep, coming right now. If you look at that top bar, folks, that's the Gates Foundation. So not only is Bill one of the bigger holders of farmland in the United States, his foundation is also one of the largest contributors to various institutions and countries who have responsibility for storing seeds. There are non-governmental organizations, or what are called NGOs, uh, and similar who have various levels of authority in various countries to say whatever your crops may be, be it wheat, beans, potatoes, whatever it might be, you've got to store either seeds or the, I forget what the word is I'm looking for, but like samples of the, of the plant tissue, like in the case of a potato, so that you can grow more of it later. And those institutions in various countries have the ability to determine whether or not you can keep your own seeds due to patent rules. Please see the Monsanto news there in Brazil. Plus, for any of you who are familiar, there's a little bit of a problem with Monsanto in Canada because Canadian farmers, probably more than anywhere else I can think of, have been fighting Monsanto on this whole thing about, about the proprietary nature of seeds. Now, the Gates Foundation contributed $720 million to the consult Consultative Group of International Agricultural Research, or CGIAR, or just kind of cigar. This group operates 15 international centers that are storing farmers' seeds in a variety of countries. And this group's gene banks represent the largest collection of widely used seed diversity in the world. Now, plant diversity, by the way, is very important because it's the difference between an Irish potato famine-like event wiping out the world's supply of a food source or not. And of course, globally, more now than ever, we've been lacking the kinds of food diversity we once had. I read an article once that says something to the effect that there used to be like 20 or 30 different types of apple varieties you used to be able to acquire in the United States. And now it's more like five or seven. So those 15 centers operate somewhat independently. But per today's show, Gates is now in the process of pulling all 15 organizations under a single governing body. And of course, two of the hardest hit areas by these groups are Africa and India. And Gates isn't alone. There's a lot of other, however you want to word it, oligarchs or billionaires or whatever word you want to use, uh, who've been doing this. But he's getting most of the airspace. 
So with that, this week's Song of Resistance is uh, Preliator, which is by a group called Globus. Some of you may have heard this song before. Uh, in Latin, that word means fighter. So uh, if you'd go ahead and play that. So in the interest of fairness, I'll have a song of resistance from the Middle East <laughs> to, uh, comparatively there for the Templar work. And Ronan Returns, you're absolutely right. And that was covered in the, the uh, documentary, The Corporation. The, the other thing Monsanto and other seed manufacturers have been doing is they've made sure that plants stop producing seeds. That just it grows and it dies and that's, and that's it. And again, that Indian activist I mentioned, she was quite keen on that as being absolutely sadistic so with Sick. that i uh, open the floor to both of you fine gentlemen no you hit a lot of great points man i mean you know the fact that you you, you raise that whole entire situation with uh, melinda gates and how she's trying to distance herself from bill you see bill out there the last video thing we saw of bill gates out there is him saying uh sadly Omicron is behaving itself like a vaccine. It's uh, targeting both uh, T cells and B cells, sadly, he says. Right. right? And the fact that all of a sudden this this psychotic nerd, okay, who should have been put to pasture a long time ago, this psychotic nerd is out there saying that, you know, someone gave him the memo. Okay. I mean, think about this. This was something that they were, you know, pushing forward. The whole nine yards, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this psychotic, this psychotic nerd is going to switch his tune. That means somebody gave him the memo: "Hey, bud, the jig is up. This whole scam is coming apart, and we're you know rolling back on this, and this thing is going to disappear by springtime." And this is exactly what's going on now. Why is Melinda doing this? There's no doubt. Bill is going to be thrown under the bus. There's no doubt about that. And here's another clincher that people don't realize. The next person who's going to be thrown under the bus is going to be our own our own buddy, Klaus Schwab. Watch what happens to Klaus next, man. But yeah, without a doubt, Melinda Gates is distancing herself. 
She's trying to, the reason why she went with this divorce is because to shore up wealth for herself and her kids, right? Because she said, oh, the biggest reason I, you know, we've grown distant and uh, he's not leaving any money behind for our children and blah, 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 blah. No. She is trying to keep the majority of the wealth and and ensure that she and her progeny are a okay while Bill is taken down. There's no there's no no doubt about it in my mind. Bill's a marked man. Schwab is next on the list, and watch how this whole entire thing comes apart. That's my take on it, fellas. Well, and I agree. And the other thing too is is remember, folks, when we start digging more and more into the foundation. There's limits to what Melinda can say she knew or didn't know. To quote from the famous hearings about Watergate, what did the president know and when did he know it? Um, She can claim she may not have been in the loop on Epstein and realized later and this, that, and the other. But when you start getting into the foundation and what the foundation has been doing, and, you know, the prior show I had about the medical research that that group's involved with, and now this thing about uh, global food supplies and similar, that is getting more and more narrow as time goes on, how much space and room to maneuver she's got. So it always seems interesting that every time she's in the news talking about their divorce, we've got something else going on that needs to be a distraction. And I agree. If Bill, shall we say figuratively, takes a bullet or similar, or for that matter, Klaus Schwab, We have to remember, whether it's Fauci, whether it's Schwab, whether it's even Bill, we saw this with Soros. Soros is a hood ornament. I say this many times. He's being managed and run by Lord Malik Brown. Yep. So all of these other folks, if you're in the media eye, you're in the media eye on purpose to draw fire. The attention goes to you. The danger goes to you. Somebody showing up at a talk you're giving or somebody wants to inflict bodily harm on you, that's all part of your job description. But the people behind the scenes that are pulling those strings are very rarely seen. And I've made this comment before, even with none other than than Satan's offspring of Cecil Rhodes, even Rhodes realized several years before he died, while he was pulling strings and setting up all of these various organizations in Britain that were multi-generational would be able to keep these various goals of his going long after he, he was gone. Only later did he even realize that there were others behind him that had been managing him the way he'd been managing others. So right. if any of them do go down, we're still not getting close to who we, who we really need to, to find in all of this, unfortunately. But the, the threads are out there. The detail is out there. And I think more and more, um, Case in point, you know, it's it's come out recently now that that even the labs in Ukraine and in um, China, Wuhan. I mean, it, it defies logic that the National Institutes of Health of the United States, which are part of uh, Health and Human Services, of which Health and Human Services is the parent federal agency to CDC and other groups. But then NIH is the group under which, you know, welcome to government is the group under which NIAID operates. NIAID is, is Fauci's outfit. And they're getting money from uh, DARPA for the medical research and so on they've been carrying out. But what I found interesting is, is it's recently come out, who built the facilities themselves in Wuhan and in the Ukraine? The French. It was the French. Yes. Really? To quote Ed McMahon, Yes. 
it was the French. <laughs> so, you know, what a what a twisted web we weave when we practice to deceive. And there's more and more people out there, you know, digging into these things. And again, that's that's where I take some hope because when I look at Frank's program last night with Sean, and Sean's laying out, you know, very logically how you tackle school boards and municipal boards and things. You know, one of the things uh, Sean brought up was every U.S. state has a, they have to, they have a website where they have all the codes and so on that have to be followed by everything that goes on in that state, whether it's school boards, whether it's medical organizations or whatever. That data is all publicly available. The problem is, is that until we found ourselves in these situations, most people didn't know where to find that. And it's kind of like the round table we had on the Discord channel on Sunday the 27th, where various folks had a chance to ask one of one of our other listeners of the program, who's got quite a bit of legal expertise. Um, we are not lawyers. We are not dispensing legal advice, but at least where to look, how to tackle it, how to approach it, because we're going to need to know these skills as we go forward. Um, as I said before, there's too much invested in this, not just the Great Reset, but but a lot of these other areas. And uh, the other thing, too, I wanted to mention is is Patrick Ryan is still out there in the ether doing his his thing and have picked up some of the threads he's been talking about. Ryan is actually going to have um, another synopsis of the whole Gates, Epstein, international finance, the list goes on. He's hoping to have that detail out in March. And as soon as he does, uh, I'll certainly extrapolate that and get that to all of you both on Discord and here on the show. I'm actually quite interested to see see what he's got going on. But, you know, and again, uh, Patrick Ryan mentioned the other day that he was saying, you're not really going to have federal agencies take some of these people to account. But what you can count on is elites attacking other elites in their own self-interest. And it's kind of like yep. the discussions we've had here on the show about, tragically, but it, it still is what came to pass, that it took the insurance companies saying, wait a minute, we're not picking up all the liability for people who may have been medically or otherwise harmed by these inoculations, which are, in fact, emergency use authorized drugs. So if you die from one of these shots, we're going to list it as suicide. As crazy as that sounds, because that's wow. what they're doing. They're going to deny your claim on the grounds of suicide because you you took an experimental unapproved. Well, it's not, you know, it's the age old thing of ignorance of the law doesn't mean you're not liable under the law. You know, when you've got the kind of lawyers who charge the kind of rates they do for any major industrial group or, or major uh, business uh, part of our, our economy, like the insurance industry, when those lawyers start sitting around the table looking at, at what the hell's going on, and it's like, we're not paying this. And we've got every legal right not to pay this. doesn't matter yeah. whether it's moral or not, but we, we're not paying this. It's experimental. Unbelievable. It's, it, it's experimental. And of course, like Sean's program last night on Frank, <laughs> you know, one of the things he, he recommends is, is that you, there's a way to do this. You submit for a public, you know, it's kind of like what lawyers do when they go through discovery, but, but you know, what people don't understand is you as a person can conduct your own discovery, especially with any, vestige of government that includes school boards or local local government you can ask for email traffic you have to kind of give them specific terms you're looking for and he lays that out what you should ask but he said you know when he's been reading through all this email traffic now he's from cincinnati and he's been talking about you know he he started with the treasurer but as he started going through these emails he said there's so much uh behind the the uh scenes conversation going on 
between school administrators and other people saying, you must get this shot. And we'll give you 50 bucks if you get the shot. And it's like, this is intimidation. You're, you're dispensing medical advice without a license. The list goes on. One of the other topics he brought up that I thought was kind of funny was that in most U.S. states, school busing, I wouldn't say is illegal, but it's not what you think it is. He himself admitted he didn't know that until he started digging into this. But he said the minute he started appearing before school board saying, I have this data and I'm going to go to the bond agencies, the insurance companies that have issued your liability bonds, if you don't stop this activity right now. And it's within 24 hours, the lawyers for these school systems and related have told the staff, that's it, stop it, pull it right now. You don't, you don't have a damn leg to stand on. Because if this, if this guy goes forward with what he's talking about, we are all going to die. So you've got to quit this right now. Now, the other part he brought up was, remember that even though um, many organizations and many uh, school systems and many <clears throat> aspects of our lives have all pulled the plug on demanding that you do X, Y, Z, remember, even though they're no longer enforcing or demanding those things, the law has already been violated. Your rights have already been violated or your property, which is you has been, or your kids, which are your property have been violated. So you still have a cause that you can pursue if, if that's what you want to do. I'm still interested also by the fact, I know a number of people in the, in the uh, financial advisory space who've told me that all of their firms still continue to demand and enforce these, these shot mandates. You know, we, we want you to fill out the company system and tell us when you had your last booster, even if you had the J&J shot, when did you go back for your second shot, et cetera. And it's like every industry out there is walking away from this except big finance. I find that funny. Unbelievable. So one, one show for me next week, folks, on Friday, this, this uh, two-a-week thing is killing me. I don't know how me and CJ do it. <laughs> it, it you know what? People ask us that all the time. For me, it's coffee. For CJ, it's tequila. There's a lot you can achieve with coffee. CJ, you there? Yeah, I was. I was laughing. I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what we're energized on. It's coffee and tequila. You know, and uh, we make it happen. You know, not many people could go live every single day and just shoot off the cuff. <laughs> well, like Frank, I mean, holy God, every, I mean, he's still doing, I think, I think he's still providing uh, physical training to people and then he's got the young kid and he's doing oh, the show. In the United he needs Seven, to get out of New York, man. I gotta, I he gotta does go, need to get out of New York. He needs to get the hell out of there. Family, by the way, family. By the way, folks, another sidebar. Um, you know, there's so much we, if you're not constantly looking for it, you don't see. And where I'm going with this is, you know, V, you're from New York, originally New York area. Mm-hmm. So you're more dialed in because you lived it and you were there. The current state of let's just go with the easy one of Manhattan in general, much less what yeah. I saw in upstate New York near near Niagara Falls. But yeah. somebody posted uh, some video clips the other day of Union Station in Washington D.C. Now, folks, I used to go through Union Station you know, fairly fairly frequently if I had to use the metro system in D.C. to get from one end to the other. Um, there were some occasions when just because I could bill the government for doing it, I, as strange as it sounds, I took the train, uh, the train into DC, um, you know, cause airline flights were costing me seven, 800 bucks around trip. And my employers at the time were getting twitchy over those dollar figures. So it's like, fine, I'll take the train and I can build the, build the government while I'm on the train. So I'd go through union station. 
I saw clips of Union Station yesterday that, again, because the media doesn't show it, they're too busy talking about Ukraine and whatever the hell else it might be. There, there are like tent camps outside yes. Union Station in D.C. I mean, the, the place is a, the area is a ghost town at like noon. When I was in D.C., Union Station was always hopping. There were always cabs. There were Ubers. Uh, the little uh, bus people were coming and picking up folks to drop you off in various parts of the city. Uh, there was teeming numbers of people going in and out of Union Station. Plus that area of D.C., if I recall correctly, there's a couple of, of Homeland Security offices that are near there other federal agencies that are near there. Um, it, it's unbelievable to, to see union, like union station in Washington, DC looking like a homeless camp outside Beirut in 82. Hmm. CJ just sent me this. I'm going to share this. Yeah. Maybe we can uh, post and dig through this a little bit. I remember glancing over this last year, had to take a minute to, to find it. Uh, but this also kind of breaks down and goes specifically into the the long relationship that uh, that Epstein and and primarily uh, Bill Gates and uh, the Maxwell family, their investments into Microsoft, and then later on spun off into different investments. But a very vast history of of their involvements financially, which eventually pivoted and turned into some of the uh, the health-related aspects of the science and and so forth. It's a, it's a big read. It's not it's not it's not a it's not an easy read. It's not a quick read. And uh, sometimes when I, I I glance through these things, I don't get all the details. But maybe we can chew through that and um, cover that as well, Bellis, in the, in the future. I think it's it's a good write-up by Whitney uh, Webb in regards to her her findings because it does go back. It goes back to Russia's in Russia, Microsoft in Russia, the involvement there and. And when Bill Gates invested invested money into one of the spinoffs of the Maxwell's uh, company, but yeah, they they were tied together for for a very very long time, and then I think that's when when Epstein entered the picture was you know later on um, with them. But yeah, it's just very interesting relationship those two. Yeah, yeah. The the Epstein sisters we've talked about about that, and again, I tip my hat to Polly St. George, the amazing Polly. She's she's done probably the, the best work I've seen out there on exactly what Kislane's sisters have been doing. And simply put, it's, it's software that allows the intelligence community, whether the FBI or the CIA, other federal agencies, I mean, those are the people. I'm not just waving my hand saying people like the FBI. I mean, it, it is those agencies. Um, they have multi-year contracts for millions of dollars for years that they've been doing work with, with the intelligence community. And then we look at the blackmail networks that that Ghislaine herself was operating with with Epstein. Uh, just the rabbit hole keep, continues to to go deeper. There's a there's a gentleman I've come across recently, and my thanks to some of the folks on the Discord channel again. Um, I've been reviewing this guy's work, and he's interesting. He has some angles about even Virginia Guthrie and others that that kind of raise some eyebrows. Um, his. <laughs> His angle about Prince Andrew, um, which I got to dig into this further, but but his angle about Prince Andrew is, is that Andrew started talking loudly a number of years ago about the dangers represented by um, Israeli lobbies in both Britain and the United States, as well as Israel globally. And then suddenly Andrew finds himself in trouble. <laughs> the beauty, uh, the beauty of blackmail. Um there's a couple other folks out there in this whole in this whole Epstein Gates thing that I'm continue to review that that content and try and put something together for one of my shows now, here. 
No, I believe they reached a, a settlement with um, with uh, a, a, a Prince Andrew with the, the 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 girl. I can't remember her name. The man. Yeah, with Virginia Guthrie. Yeah, Virginia, yeah. Guthrie. Yeah. And, and I'm not and I'm not mad at her at all. Like you know, like one bit. Like when you think of how long she's been dealing with this and everything. And so if if there was a way to uh, you know get financially um, reach financial settlement to uh, make amends to what you know suffering everything she went through then then then, then so be it I'm, I'm sure that the the non-disclosures and regarding that that she'll pretty much not be able to discuss or or, or anything for forever in regards to uh, the involvement and everything so it's just just one of those things that, that happens uh you know un- unfortunately but i'm not sure where the criminality of it goes uh, moving forward and then there was i read an article the other day something but there was a one of the jurors or something that was involved uh, in yes. Giselle. He, what was, he took what was the fifth. It's, huh. it's, it's the guy who has since turned out to be an administrative assistant at Carlisle. Oh. Uh, and just this week, he, he took the fifth when they were trying to ask him questions about why didn't you disclose or whatever. Because it's, I don't know, unless I see something happen. Mistrial? Do you think it's going to go to mistrial with her then, or what? I mean, what Oh, I think, I think at this point, uh, Gisling's got a hell of an appeal. And he's not the only one. We, we covered this on another one of our shows here at Rogue, that there's, there's two other jurors, possibly more, that are, are compromised. And, and Patrick Ryan's take on that was, when you've got the entirety of the Five Eyes intelligence community looking into everybody that's involved in a trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. There's, there's not a person that's involved in that trial. That <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Great point. So, you know, the other thing too, folks I'm looking into is, is there's some more data that's coming out about um, uh, former president Obama and his stepfather's involvement in Indonesia. I know from my days dealing with the truth and reconciliation commissions down in El Salvador and Guatemala and Argentina uh, there was similar data produced by the Indonesians about what happened in the 70s, which was just medieval, uh, what went on there. But there's been rumors for years about President Obama's stepfather's involvement with the Bush family, basically running death squads in that part of the world to keep their their oil assets sound. I mean, you know, I mentioned this on a prior show. I mean, after Ronald Reagan took a bullet and survived, and of course, you've got a sitting U.S. president that now has to take into a doubt every single person in his cabinet as to what their motivations are and whether or not one of them, hint, hint, wink, wink, nod, nod, may have had some involvement in trying to take him out. Plus, we've got the whole Ed Meese thing with Motorola. That's, God, that's a show in and of itself. The Ed Meese was laundering money through Motorola, which then had connections to the intelligence community. I mean, God, it's a it's a who's who of, of holy shit, you're kidding. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a lot there, and I've got I've got you know sources and stuff I've identified here in my documentation that I'm gonna go go dig into. But uh, yeah, uh, you know we've also got to see whether or not Russia can wrap up uh, some kind of solution here with Ukraine in the next week or two. Yeah, another uh, another city's uh, completely fallen under um, um, what's it, who's it um, Russia's control. Hey, I got something here. Let me see. If, this is from my buddy Alan. Uh, Bridge Mohan saying he sent me a video. Let me see if I could play this damn thing. What the hell is that sound? Sorry about that. Let me see what I can do. Give me one second, please. Okay. Yes. To the person named Martyr, 
yes, Virginia Guthrie's civil case against the prince was eventually going to force Andrew to have to testify, which nobody wanted to see that happen. That's when the queen cut him loose. There are right. other cases out there by other folks that are pending. This is uh, pretty graphic, so if you guys got a weak stomach, um, brace yourself. This is actually uh, people that were trying to escape from Mariupol. They were, you know, you know how it is with these uh, Ukro Nazis. They're not allowing any sort of civilians to escape. They were shot on sight. Anybody that's trying to leave was shot. So brace yourselves. This is not for young audiences or impressionable minds. All right, here we go. This is a family trying to escape. And uh, a husband and wife came upon this family that was shot. Братик, братик, ты живой? Блять, блять. Чат, не чат. Света, Света, аптечку давай! Сзади, сзади лежит! Брат. Сука. Давай сюда, блядь! Она что, поможет или что? Что? Иди сюда! Ебаный рот! Поехали отсюда, я тебя прошу, поехали, чтобы быстрее! Света, скорую! Поехали! Скорую вызывай, блядь! Да не поможет! Иди скорую машину, блядь, телефон возьми! Машину! Машину быстро! Голову! Yeah, these are some nasty people operating in that part of the world, folks. Yep. I mean, it's there's. I've seen clips which you know I'm not going to use on the show from Central Africa, where you've got yep. mercenaries paid for by God knows who for God knows what. I mean, it's yep. all of it Western intel, all of it U.S. And this is what's happening here, folks. This is what's happening. You, you, people don't understand this because they got all these things screwed up. They got everything backwards. They got religiously backwards, eschatologically backwards, historically backwards, everything is reversed. Everything you know, you think you know, it's the exact opposite. I'm going to tell you right now, folks. Russia falls. This world falls into globalist hands. And it's a hell that you don't want to live in. But you saw that. That's the Ukrainians. That's the Zav Brigade. That's the Adir Brigade. Uh, the Benderas, Svoboda, the list goes on and on. The Nazi organizations are running Ukraine. They're involved in the arms. They control the military. The Nazis control the military. The oligarchs control the finance. And guys like Zelensky and the, and the puppets there, they're just useless idiots. They're just figureheads. They're nothing. They're nobodies. It's unbelievable, folks, where we are. Unbelievable. Well, and if you'll recall, to all of you in our audience... When Syria's meat grinder was running, Europe had all of these working age men, and I say boys, I mean 18-year-olds and up, coming into Europe in large numbers, and Germany with welcoming open arms and, and pro-immigration and yada, yada, yada. All of, all of that was misinformation. 
because it's it's at the heart of what's going on with the U.S. southern border. Uh, and I, I leave it to George Friedman, who's said it best, and I've said it often. The people who want cheap labor are better organized with more money than the people who are trying to enforce the rule of law. And the other advantage of cheap labor is they, to a theme that's become more common on our show, they don't know how to use the legal system to protect themselves. Yep. So I tend to look at the folks that are coming across America's southern border as basically slavery 2.0 because they have very little of the rule of law to protect them. And they're, they're going to be used by those people that want that labor. It's the same thing in Europe, bringing in out of Turkey and Syria, uh, young working age men, because they need that cheap labor in Europe. This is a battle over cheap labor. And again, in its ultimate iteration, this is why the world economic forum people and a whole host of other organizations, they want the free flow of labor across borders. They want to move cheap labor wherever it's needed, whenever it's needed without any consideration for the the nation from which those folks came and similar. Now, when we look at what's going on in Ukraine and to the video that V just showed, it is not working age young men that are coming across the border. They can't leave. It's women and children that are coming across the border. Correct. Because anybody who's of age to hold a gun is not being allowed to leave. Yep. You know, and, the, and, and now we're having um, a reports of ISIS fighters uh, being staged out of Poland to join the Ukraine Nazis as a pushback into Ukraine. Logistics are provided by CIA and British Intel. How wonderful. How loving. How tolerant. How liberal. Yeah, Sputnik News is apparently reporting, this hasn't been validated, but that uh, Zelensky, in fact, has left Ukraine for Poland. Of course, really? yeah, 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 yeah. He's, that's, he's that's currently from in Duma. the U.S. Embassy. Yeah, currently in the U.S. Embassy bunker down there. Yep, yep. Well, that would be, that would be telling if that indeed has, has occurred. Yeah, and the problem, folks, is, is, I mean, if you go back to the 60s and the 70s, and the list goes on, especially in the 80s in South America, there, there are always, you know, this thing about soldier of fortune or whatever. I mean, there's magazines for, for long before the term LARP <laughs> was defined. There are people here in the United States for years have read that stuff and thought of becoming mercenaries or whatever in other countries or, or private security work or whatever. But um, even mainstream academic articles out of foreign affairs magazine or, or related have talked about the fact that the privatization of conflict is, is a growth industry. And, and it's not just Z, uh, Z formerly known as Blackwater, but there's a whole host of those firms. And for many years, the biggest providers, strangely enough, were out of South Africa, Romania, and Bulgaria after the end of the cold war. Now, now it's uh, <laughs> speaking of cheap labor, uh, it's an open market. And, you know, you have professional fighters that this is all they've ever known. I mean, they fought in Iraq. They fought in Afghanistan to whoever paid them. Uh, they fought in Africa over various um, interests, trying to get their paws on natural resources and similar. Yeah. And so now you got a shooting war in Ukraine. Of course, of course, these folks are going to go get themselves hired out. Same, right. same thing happened, ironically, in Bosnia back in uh, the early 90s. Yeah. It's the same trope over and over again. It's the same op- modus operandi. You know, this is a great video that Paul Joseph Watson has uh, put together. If you guys get a chance, go see it. CJ, have you seen this one? Modernity 7? Uh, no, I have not. It is so brilliant. I'll play a little bit of it. It is so 
well done. I don't know how he does this. This guy, I mean, literally editing this is just incredible. I mean, this is like the latest news, and within like three, four days, he puts together this amazing montage and is literally amazing. There we go. Plus, he has a good sense of humor. Yes, he does. A great sense of humor. Putin has ordered Russian military commanders to put the country's strategic nuclear forces on special alert, their highest level. Mr. President, I'm not saying we wouldn't get our hair must, but I do say no more than 10 to 20 million killed. Don't you find it odd that the same political class and social media moms that demanded total ideological conformity are now doing precisely the same on this issue? Shut up, traitor. But this is the same military-industrial complex that has deceived us about every single war in modern history. Shut up, traitor. I just find it hard to trust the same legacy media that lied to us for two years straight about 100%. Safe and effective. Shut up, conspiracy theorist. Fiery but mostly peaceful BLM riots. <laughs> the efficacy of lockdowns and the origins of the pandemic. Why should we trust them now? Shut up, traitor. Look, I don't support Putin. I'm not a Russian stooge. I just think there might be a bit more nuance to the whole thing. Shut up, traitor. Dissent will not be tolerated. Support Ukraine. Support Ukraine. Support Ukraine. Support Ukraine. Support Ukraine. Or else. We have to also make sure that within our own country, uh, we are calling out those people uh, who are giving aid and comfort to Vladimir Putin. Haven't they already been caught in just the past yourself. week fabricating numerous incidents for media war propaganda? <laughs> Support Ukraine. Support Ukraine. Support Ukraine. Support Ukraine. Support Ukraine. Quote, the ghost of Kiev has a name and he has absolutely owned the Russian Air Force, he tweeted. <laughs> Just the other day, Kinzinger posted images on Twitter of a Ukrainian air ace called the ghost of Kiev. He downed Russian MiGs left and right. Imagine a sitting member of Congress tweeting about a war like it's a cable news site. He absolutely owned the Russian Air Force. Really? <laughs> there he is. 
Get some respect. People are dying, buffoon. Russia deploys mobile crematoriums to hide evidence of battlefield casualties. Strong death. Chilling pics reveal Russia's mobile crematoriums used to incinerate dead soldiers and hide true scale of Ukraine war. Turns out the pictures are from a 2013 YouTube video posted by a Russian incinerator construction company. And they're incinerating a trash bag. Whoops! Ukrainian soldier on Snake Island tells Russian officer to go expletive yourself before being killed. Russian warship, go fuck yourself. These gods on a Ukrainian island refuse to surrender before being killed by Putin troops. Ukraine soldiers told Russian officer, go fuck yourself before they died on island. So uh, brave. They weren't killed, and here's a video of them peacefully surrendering. <laughs> Ukraine island defenders who told Russian Navy, go fuck yourself, may still be alive. Whoops! So their last words were, this is it, Russian warship, go F yourself. Put yourself in that position. You God, I hate the Young Turks. I hate the Young Turks with every fiber of my being. Yep. Those 13 men are dead. Those 13, Those 13 men are dead. Stupid idiots. And they died heroes. Stupid liberals. God, I can't. Psych! She's not a lesbian for peace. She turned lesbian. Push your pee. Oh, push your pee. Those 13 men are dead. You know you're going to die. Whoops. What what happened? 13 Ukrainian soldiers died rather than surrender their remote island outpost to a Russian warship. What what happened? The Russian warship made good on its threat to destroy that island. It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. No. Not this time. It's totally made up. Pure fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. What what happened? We made it up. We made this one up. It's a made up tale. God, that's total good. fabrication. What what happened? Those thirteen men are dead. <laughs> and they died heroes. It they never died happened. Heroes. It never happened. This one was invented by a writer. <laughs> Not this time. Those thirteen men are dead. And they died heroes. It never happened. What what happened? It's a total fabrication. Ukraine president fighting on the front lines, 24th of February, 2022. Ukraine president inspecting border, 9th of April, 2021. <laughs> yep. Mm. Oops. <laughs> Russian tanks running over innocent drivers. Turns out the tank is Ukrainian. Whoops. A 71-year-old man is accused of inappropriately touching a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> That's awesome. West Mifflin Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Go get it! Putin may circle Kiev with tanks but he'll never gain the hearts and souls of the Iranian people. He'll never, he'll never extinguish their love of freedom. Burn pits. Look at this idiot. Burn pits. God, Nancy, you've got a screw loose like nobody I know. These burn pits that incinerate waste and waste of war. Somebody get her some Adderall, please. She's trying to hold up dentures in her mouth, the idiot. Oh, I hate Peter We know that we not only fight for Ukraine, we fight for this new world order. 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 Ukrainian people are desperately asking for the West to protect our sky. Uh, we are asking actor. for the no-fly zone. We are saying response that it will trigger World War III. But what is the alternative, Mr. Prime Minister? I see that my family members, that my team members are saying that we are crying. Oh, no. It doesn't have to run. There she is. The Hitler-Putin comparison 
is a scary case of history repeating itself. I've got a question for you. So, do you think what he's done is worse than racism? It's really emotional for me because I see European people with blue eyes and blonde hair being killed, children being killed every day. Look, if there is a nuclear war, uh, it will destroy the white races. All that will be left will be the blacks and the yellows. Это первый день твоей новой жизни. Граница своих возможностей. К черту границы. Ты готов ломать себя до изнеможения. Но на самом деле главный враг это ты. Вчерашний ты. Твоя задача выследить врага. Global homo. That's right. At NATO. Diversity. And it is our strength. We take How it in many yes. of you know what Peppy the Frog stands for, or 88? I do. British Ministry of Defense responds to Russian invasion of Ukraine. Today for LGBT History Month, we hosted a coffee morning in main building which had a great turnout. So we're going to raise the rainbow flag, as it's known, across <laughs> all our <laughs> <of> <laughs> British spies have been encouraged to consider their white privilege and avoid gendered terms such as manpower in a guide to improving no diversity and inclusion folks. in the security services. With the tragedy and destruction unfolding so distressingly in Ukraine, we should remember the values and hard-won freedoms that distinguish us from Putin, none more than LGBT plus rights. So let's resume our series of tweets to mark LGBT month. <laughs> yes, US Truth Center, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Uruguayan girls really knocked me out. They leave the West behind. And the snow girls make me sing and shout. Separate the clothes. Much Probably Now we need to add the wet ingredients, so we need the egg. My dopamine addled brain has been rewired to believe that change occurs as a result of getting angry on social media and engaging in cringeworthy performative acts of glib virtue signaling. Adding Ukraine flags to our Twitter bios will stop Putin's war machine. Changing the name of Chicken Kiev will stop Putin's war machine. Writing specious messages on boards outside coffee shops will stop Putin's war machine. Projecting yellow and baby blue lights on public buildings will stop Putin's war machine. Kicking Russia out of the Eurovision Song Contest will stop Putin's war machine. <laughs> Prince Harry and Meghan Markle condemning Putin from the comfort of their $11 million California mansion via a statement posted to their website will stop Putin's war machine. Kerry Katona sending Vladimir Putin a warning will stop Putin's war machine. If enough vacuous celebrities offer the brain dead NPC hot takes and their pointless, superficial thoughts and prayers, that will stop Putin's war machine. What story are you telling us tonight with this gorgeous, gorgeous ensemble? <laughs> You know what? My heart really goes out to Ukraine. So I, I just want to 
get on here and express how absolutely devastated I am. He's devastated. For the beautiful people of Ukraine. Yes, Dear yes. President Vladimir Putin. Oh, God, Putin. this idiot. I'm so sorry that I was not your mother. <laughs> if you're thinking of posting any kind of poetry, sonnet, Shakespeare text, or wind beneath my wings, sung in different keys, and then mashed together in some hideous montage in order to help the people of Ukraine, please don't. It doesn't serve anyone, it just makes you look like a dick. What you could do are two things. Either shut the fuck up and don't yes, do anything. Exactly. Or you could donate some money to the Ukraine people and make sure that they're getting enough supplies and food and being looked after. They're the two things you should do. The poetry, sonnets and Shakespeare is something you should steer very clear of. So, to recap, no poetry, no sonnets, no singing ridiculous songs. Just be quiet and shut the fuck up. Forcing U.S. liquor stores <laughs> to ban sales of Russian vodka will stop Putin's war machine. Only 1.2% of all vodka imports into the United States come from Russia. The most popular brands like Smirnoff and Absolute are made either domestically or in European countries like Brilliant. the UK, France, and Sweden. <laughs> Shut up, traitor. In case of nuclear explosion, FEMA recommends that Americans continue to practice proper social distancing and wear face masks. When you hear the attack warning, you and your family must take cover at once. The most widespread danger is a virus with a 99.7% survival rate. <laughs> Disgusting not a face mask inside stupid right-wingers should have trusted the science 100% safe and effective But I want you to know double vaxxed booster flu shot and I'm gonna be honest. I have the shingle shot, too And I still get my period what yes Traveled went to Mexico twice did shows, meet and greets, never got COVID. Clearly, Jesus loves me the most. Seriously. So nice. So nice. Boom. <laughs> what can I do now? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get the fourth booster, though. I will say that. <laughs> there, there is not, yeah, I, there's not yet evidence. There's not I'm science done. for that I yet. Think I'm done think right now. If you, Boom! Love it. Encouraging the Ukrainians to play tough with the Russians. What's going on here is that the West is leading Ukraine down the primrose path, and the end result is that Ukraine is going to get wrecked. <laughs> well done, PJW. Well done. 
Well, folks, that was that. Uh, Velas had to jump early. Uh, going to stay for the finishing of the video, but that is uh, that's that. See, do you want to say something, man? Nope, it's good. That was awesome. Hell yeah, folks. Guys, enjoy your weekend. Guys and gals, everybody listening in, enjoy your weekends. Have a great uh, weekend. Do something fun. Get yourself a, a Russian vodka. Celebrate. This thing's going to be wrapped up over pretty soon. And then we enter the hell that is known as the lost decade is coming upon us. So get ready for that. And with that being said, we're over and out.